Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Unpacked Podcast here from AcmePackingCompany.com, part of SB Nation. And uh, wow, guys. <laughs> well, we were uh, we were going to talk. We're going to talk about the the Packers losing to the 49ers and we have all this like wrap up content we had planned. And then some news broke this morning. So uh, we'll talk about that. I'm Zach Rapport, dialing it in from Albuquerque, New Mexico. and. Um, the big news, of course, is that the Packers have brought in a kicker to compete with Anders Carlson. No, I'm kidding. Um, the big news is, of course, the dilapidated macaroni grill near my house has been replaced by a Fidelity Investments location. No, I'm kidding. Of course. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> here is the big news, and we're going to start the show with a haiku. Wow. Ding dong, Barry's gone. League average D. Here we come. Let's talk new DCs. <laughs> All right, guys. Joe Barry's fired. Um, and we've got Nick, we've got Alex, and we've got Justice with us because, Justice, we need you. <laughs> How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing better than when I woke up at 9 a.m. Pacific time to a burning hot phone. I was going to so. say, and I, I know I... I uh, tweeted about you waking up Pacific time with your phone blowing up. How many uh, alerts did you have on your phone? <laughs> lot, lot. Um, got a couple wake up texts and <laughs> and knew what time it was. I was like, all right, it happened. I picked a bad day to uh, kind of sleep in a little bit. I so. guess uh, we'll start there. Uh, you had put out uh the all points bulletin on Twitter saying you're going to come on uh, our show and for people to send questions. We got a question in from Sean on Twitter saying, why did you make us believe Matt was keeping Joe justice? <laughs> I think Matt made us believe that, that Matt was going to keep Joe. It's true. Um, he called the defense fantastic after Saturday. He's taken every opportunity <laughs> to stand up for Joe Barry whenever given the chance. Um, even the end of the year presser on Monday. Right. Uh, they asked him, you know, what decision were you going to make about Joe Barry? He put the force field up. Right. Yeah. And was like, actually, I haven't met with Matt or I haven't met with Joe. So you guys actually can't ask me any of those questions. So the only question that anyone in the media could ask was, what was the timeline going to look like? Right. And Matt basically smiled and said, however long hell I want. Right. <laughs> so I don't know if I made you feel like we were going to keep Joe. I thought Matt was trying to make us feel like we were going to keep Joe. I'm actually yeah. pretty surprised by this decision. Um, yeah. I think it's a good one, but surprised. I'm surprised. It, I'm surprised it happened this quickly. I thought I'm, that you might drag it out a little further. Yeah. Uh, Nick, Alex, sorry to uh, hijack the beginning of the show, not give you guys a proper introduction, but what's the vibe check here? How are we feeling, guys? Yeah, better. I don't know. It just it gives you more uh, more excitement going into next season, knowing it's not going to be a retread of that defense defense. Now, like, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll obviously get into this and plug a quarter in justice and <laughs> let, <laughs> let them turn out some defensive coordinator candidates. But it's it's uh, it's just it's more exciting than, you know, running back Joe Barry for sure. Yeah, I think it's uh, it was needed. I, I got to be honest, I was reeling. Like I, I blame my current uh, lack of health on the Packers. Uh, I was fine on Saturday up until I wasn't, and then uh, I think I my body needed a break, and I didn't give it a break because I was so miserable. So I, the only way to sit through more football was to just like drink through it and drink away the pain. And then I made myself sick. Yeah. This is like an instant boost uh, to to the morale and and 
to uh, honestly my my a little what does it call emergency little little yeah. fizzy emergency drink. It's like yeah, uh, a it's little like vitamin a, D. Yeah, Ew, vitamin yeah. D. Nice. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm rejuvenated. I think I can move on and think about other things. Yeah. Shortly after um, the game, Nick and I were both like, "The future is bright," and you were like, "I am unwell." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was just so tough. Um, the future is bright, but it's brighter now. I think I'm. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited about a scheme change, and uh, yeah, I, I think it's good that that happened quickly because I you know there already interviews taking place. Guys are already getting hired, and you want to have your pick of the litter. This is this is now a very attractive job. I would guess. I don't know if you guys would agree, but um, with the overachieving that had been done. Uh, just this past season, I feel like um, you look at this team all of a sudden and think, "I'd like to get my hands in on that." <laughs> well, if you're a, if you're Justice, a I'll turn that to you because uh, you had said, I think it was a couple months ago, uh, on the podcast feed that this was not an attractive job, but things have changed since then. A lot of things have changed. Yeah, I mean, I think you know we were talking about one year runway in that that type of situation, right? When we were talking about mid season. Um, but now that love has played as well as he has, I mean, there's no chance there's any sort of real turnover on the coaching staff next year. If they do kind of make some wholesale changes on the defensive side. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I would assume you're looking at probably a two, three year runway for this job. And, you know, you have a quarterback, like there's a lot worse gigs out there right now. Um, I th- I'm trying to think of, I just wrote up all the, uh, defensive coordinator interviews for a tracker on APC. If you guys want to check that out, um, yeah. the jobs open right now that are interviewing it's the bears. I think we're better than the bears, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They already hired a head or a defensive coordinator. I think we're a better job than that. Patriots. I think we're a better job than that. Giants. I think we're a better job than that. And then the Eagles and they're kind of decaying a little bit. Um, I would think we're probably right up there with the Eagles, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, All signs point to that being Fangio, games. too, don't they? Yeah, recently. That just kind of popped up today with uh, you know, the decision to mutually depart between Fangio and the Miami Dolphins. So, hmm. um, <clears throat> and I don't know if we've, we've heard about this, but m- maybe you can speak to this. We got a couple questions in, and, and some of them are talking about like Jim Leonard and like some other guys, and, and the, the question's really centered around like what kind of you know, staff can they assemble? But my understanding was that the staff is still there, right? It's just Joe Barry that got fired. Am I wrong? Well, did Joe Barry get fired or did he get demoted? Mm, that's yeah, that's right. the other Is he part still too. around? We could talk about that right. too, because that would be a mess. Yeah. So that's something that I think they've left the door open for. Um, I think Domofsky has talked about that already. Um, Rob Domofsky, the, the writer for ESPN, said that, you know, they haven't closed the door on that fully. Um, he's been a linebackers coach in the past. I would assume that would be the role that he he would fill. So I don't know what that means for Oliva Dottie. Is that how you say his name? Yes. Uh, the inside linebackers coach. Um, you would assume that if they do keep Joe Barry on the staff, that probably means that it's someone who's probably either very close to Joe Barry or very close to Matt LaFleur, right? Yeah. If they're going to keep his entire coaching staff and just hire a new defensive coordinator. And who, are, who that, are those guys? That's like Staley. They, uh, Domofsky said it's not Staley. Yeah. So it's not Staley. It's not Fangio. Um, Evero, I know everyone keeps pointing at Evero. Evero was one of the finalists for this job back in 2021. Evero's still under contract with the Carolina Panthers, and they've blocked his opportunity to take defensive coordinator op- uh, interviews elsewhere. He's also still a head, uh, a candidate for that head coaching job, by the way. I think the Panthers were caught a little bit off guard when Callahan got hired by the Titans. I think he was kind of their fallback plan and they were kind of swinging at, you know, swinging at the stars, the moon, the sun, all of it um, with the other ones. Like, I think they were waiting for a Harbaugh or a Belichick or something like that to fall into their lap. That's not going to happen. So from my understanding, the Panthers at coaching search has now uh, taken a turn and has gotten really weird. So I wouldn't be surprised if, they they just end up hiring Evero to be the head coach and then go, uh, you know, hunting for the white whale at offense coordinator instead. Yeah, Harbaugh, we just learned uh, head coach of the Chargers. That's right. 
Yeah, and I think that's what Atlanta was waiting for yeah. to make the decision on Bill. I think they're going to hire Bill Belichick. Um, I thought it was a really good chance they're going to hire Bill Belichick this entire time, but it seemed like they just wanted to wait out on the Harbaugh thing and make sure they didn't miss out on Harbaugh. I saw they interviewed Vrabel, too. Maybe that's just a formality, but... I don't know. I I don't know what's going to go on with Vrabel. If I had to guess right now, uh, what are the jobs that are still open? I think Atlanta goes Bill. Um, Seattle goes Quinn. Oh, Washington goes Ben Johnson. And then again, Carolina, I'm just like throwing my hands up. And I'm like, does anyone know? Does Tepper know? I don't know. Here's a question we got on Twitter. Hypothetically, would you trade Bakhtiari for Robert Sala straight up right now? Yes, in, a th- in one <laughs> second. General Manager Aaron Rodgers is definitely pulling the trigger on that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that would then mean head coach Nathaniel Hackett, too, right? He might sign off on that deal. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, I would love that. It's all coming together, guys. It's Torture this together. fan base even more in, uh, in New York. Um, when we were sitting in the chat room here waiting uh for this show to kick off i think i surprised myself when i just said out loud for no reason when reading through uh the list of um guys who uh, uh your interview tracker on the site just to say, when i said yeah i kind of would like wink martindale i don't know like uh, what do you think about him like uh, nick just said i don't want an old guy and i was like fair <laughs> but like Call me ages. Should we have like a ranking on the wish list? I mean, I feel like Jim Leonard's been up there for so long, but that's an obvious, you know, Wisconsin bias playing in there a little bit. Um, It's hard to argue with the name. Should be like our what? It's hard to argue with the name like Wink. Yeah, that's a football name. It is, and my only thing against it is I've been saying for years that anytime he his team is playing commentators go out of their way to say his name as many times as possible because <laughs> his name is you know his nickname is wink so it's fun to say uh, it does wear on you after a while but um i don't know what it, sh- should he be on the wish list um yeah if you're looking at the guys who are getting interviews right now um i think he's easily one of the more qualified guys i think um so him in New York. The reason why he's out of a job is basically he resigned, told the media that he resigned, didn't really tell the Giants that he resigned, <laughs> and just like went to Florida and was like, see ya, peace. You fired two of my assistants, Dayball. Um, Dayball is a guy who doesn't get super along with others. Um, Dayball is probably the third most liked Bills offensive coordinator in like the last three years. <laughs> Um, they really liked Ken Dorsey for a reason because he was the guy who followed Dayball. Um, so I'm not using that against him. He's not like an old curmudgeon. I mean, he blitzes things to hell, right? Like that's yeah. that's the scheme there. Um, Plays a lot of him, man, right? Like ton of man. Maybe it's an oversimplification, but I feel like sometimes when you're going for the next hire, you want to do like the furthest thing from what the other guy did. Well, I feel like, well, that's the, kind of what we did with Petten and yeah, Perry, the Packers right? have been ping ponging back and forth for the last, like, <laughs> well, sooner or later it's got to work. Right. Yeah. That's why I think it's funny. Like we could go through this <laughs> list of candidates and you could put them in the bucket of he's a Barry or he's a pet. I was going right? to, I was going to tee you up for that. Cause I, I saw you talking about that on the Slack chat earlier today. Can you walk us through that? If we're replacing Barry I guess you're saying we're going to get probably someone who's in either the Barry bucket or the Petten bucket. What do you mean by that? Yeah, so Barry would be the match quarter stuff, all the Fangio tree. Um, and then the Petten stuff would be basically anyone who comes from that long tree of like former Rex Ryan guys, like everything Baltimore has done for a long time. I mean, heck, both Petten and Wink both came from Baltimore, right? Yeah. Um, Jim Leonard worked under Rex Ryan, yeah. right? Like there's... There's only a couple of trees that are like actually thriving in the NFL. And you could argue maybe the Fangio tree isn't thriving and that Fangio was maybe the most successful one and it didn't work in Miami. Um, so I, I think they probably go closer to the well of, you know, being a more diverse team um, on the defensive side, kind of like what San Francisco is doing, where, you know, historically they've been, you know, that cover three Seattle type of scheme on defense but with um steve wilkes they blissed a whole lot more right yeah. or 
they just go back to kind of the petting well, I think, and go after someone who just blitzes everyone to hell. Does that mean that you tend to agree with the the Paul Noonan stance of the there is no scheme per se, and it's just uh, you've got your opening chess moves, and after that you need to be able to adapt to anything? Yeah, and I think those blitzing guys, like that's the world that they live in, yeah. right? Like it's kind of like Zimmer on third down as hell because he's going to blitz you and take away your hots. So he's going to make you hold onto the ball, stare down the barrel of a blitz. And if your guy doesn't get open, you're taking one on the chin, right? Like that kind of stuff. So I think that's kind of the world that those guys live in. And if you kind of look at college football right now, everyone's living in um, kind of that that sim pressure world where it's like, hey, it looks like a seven-man blitz, but it was only four. And now you have to react to everything post-snap. Um, I think that's probably the way to go. Um, I don't know. You know, a lot of these guys would be first-time defensive coordinators, so it's kind of hard to say what they would be like as play callers and stuff like that. The the one thing I would think maybe is worth looking at, um, a lot of people like Joe Barry, right? He doesn't play politics in terms of uh, him and his coaches, right? Um, players seem to love him and respect him. That goes, you know, even back to what he was doing with the Rams and stuff. I talked to a couple people this week who kind of confirmed that to me. Um, his defenses always seem to get better down the stretch of the season, which makes you think that it's not a talent issue, right? Um, it's a getting prepared for the beginning of the season type of thing. I wonder if maybe a former player kind of knows what it takes to physically get ready for the beginning of the season and understand kind of what the standard is in terms of tackling and stuff like that. Less about the X's and O's, but Mm. more about developing guys, getting them ready to play football in week one. Um, I wonder if that would be a nice change of pace for Packers. Who are those names on the list? Al Harris, maybe? (laughs) Al Harris is one. I was told yesterday... um, that Al Harris is probably going to be the guy who's going to replace Dan Quinn um, as Mike McCarthy's defensive coordinator, for whatever that's worth. Not only that, but that Mike McCarthy is also poking around at Nick Barnett and adding oh, what? him to coaching staff. He's getting the old gang back together. Yes. Yeah, Nick Barnett is a, uh, I believe he's a high school coach in the San Diego area right now, if my memory serves me right. So yeah, if you guys are thinking about, you know, hey, I know that guy. He used to be a Packer. There's already someone going into that well pretty aggressively already. Um, I don't know how <laughs> much value Bishop's there is. Desmond Bishop's phone is ringing. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, another guy right now who's getting some looks. The Atlanta Falcons are interviewing everyone for that head coaching job. I don't know why they're dragging this out. I think they just wanted to fill in time so that they didn't make it look like, uh, hey, Bill Belichick, just wait a little bit so that we know that Harbaugh is out of the race. I think there's like 13 guys have interviewed for head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. One guy who's gotten multiple interviews there already is Anthony Weaver, who's the assistant head coach of the Baltimore Ravens. He's a defensive line coach for them. Um, I think that he would maybe be a guy who's ready to take that step and you know become a defensive coordinator. I think he would be ready for that um, from, from things that I've heard around the league. So that's one guy to keep a tab on. I mean, Jim Leonard, right? Like he he's played before. Um, he's gotten defense is ready i'm trying to look through the list of just guys who have taken interviews already um chris harris passing game coordinator slash cornerbacks coach of the titans he's one of the few guys that the packers actually interviewed in uh 2021 who like actually have uh, are actually getting interviewed in this cycle too so you would think that maybe matt lafleur brings him back for at least an interview he was a former player um he was defensive backs coach for Washington um, from 2020 to 2022. And then he joined the Titans as their passing game coordinator and cornerbacks coach last year. But obviously Tennessee's kind of made a change at the head coaching position. So who knows what his situation is going to be like. He might be available. Um, Chris Hewitt is a guy who um, I don't think he played in the NFL, but he's been a coach for a while and he kind of gets players sort of in that way. He was a Greg Schiano assistant for about a decade. And then he joined the uh, uh, Baltimore Ravens as their uh, defensive backs coach. He ended up getting a promotion to passing game coordinator in 2022. Um, he actually interviewed with the Jaguars for their DC opening, but they ended up getting Ryan Nielsen, who was the Falcons defensive coordinator last year. They freed up Nielsen 
to interview with whoever they wanted um, when they made that change at head coach, which is different than Evero, who the Panthers are still protecting. So you kind of think, you know, they're going to bring him back. Yeah. Going, this is a uh, a long list. Going down this list, is there anyone that you very specifically do not want? <laughs> you think Ronald be Rivera. Ronald Rivera, I love you. <laughs> we don't want to vote. It's not. It's not happening. If you if you look at what that defense brought to the table, um, really his entire time at Washington, they were playing a decade old scheme, and Jack Del Rio was his defensive coordinator. So I don't want anything uh, involved with that thing. I, I'm actually kind of surprised the Philadelphia Eagles are interviewing Ron Rivera for that open job. Um, the Eagles had a really diverse pool of candidates last time um, when they hired their defensive coordinator last year. And a lot of that was they were, you know, a Super Bowl winning team and they were able to get interviews from a guy like uh, Greg Schumann, who, you know, in the NFL, that name is probably like, who cares? Who is that guy? Greg Schumann is the D.C. for Georgia. Um, He got his start at Alabama. This guy is like 30 years old. He has seven rings, right? Like he's a big he's a big deal. Like he's going to be like the next guy from that tree to be like a major college football coach. He's going to be in the playoff every year, all that stuff. And the Eagles almost had the opportunity to sign him as a defensive coordinator. And now they're looking at guys like Ron Rivera. I think that's a pretty clear step back in my opinion. (laughs) I didn't even know Rivera was, uh, was taking interviews at this point for DC stuff. You just came off of like 15 years of being a head coach, man. Take a break. Take a break. I mean, these guys are not wired. Like, like, you know, a lot of these, contracts like you get fired you know you could do nothing and you've got the rest of your contracts yeah. paid out as a salary like just do that for a while it doesn't sound that bad that's why i'm not a head yeah. coach i guess <laughs> i wonder are there are there viable options right now that are already defensive coordinators in this league that like we mentioned a couple of them like Evro can't really touch him right now but that the packers make for a more appealing opportunity right now that they could in theory poach make a lateral move not really i mean they can they can block interviews right teams can block interviews so if you want to let a guy go like if you're doing ryan nielsen a solid and you don't want to pay him out you know his fired salary he wants to go get another job stuff like that you can let him go and search around elsewhere um but those things are kind of rare the one guy who's kind of getting interviews right now is actually the chargers defensive coordinator Uh, Derek Ainsley, Um, he was not a play calling defensive coordinator, obviously, because he was under Brandon Staley. But the last three games of the season, he actually was the play caller there because Staley ended up getting canned. They only averaged 18 points per game allowed on the defensive side after that. So, like, he's kind of one of the guys he he kind of started as like a Nick Saban assistant and stuff before he ended up coming up to the NFL level. Um, I don't know how serious. They would be about Ainsley. The Giants are the only guys who interviewed them uh, or interviewed him. And the Giants are having a pretty wide search for defensive coordinator candidates. Um, As far as just like talking about the 2021 guys who Green Bay had the chance to interview. Right. So Evero Nielsen, who we've already talked about, and then Matt Burke, who's now the defensive coordinator of the Texans. Those are candidates who now have D.C. jobs right uh, out of the guys that Green Bay interviewed. The guys who are allowed to interview again, basically, in 2024, Jim Leonard, right? That guy that we've been talking about a ton. Chris Harris, who's already taken two defensive coordinator interviews. That's another guy we've touched on. Jerry Gray, who's the Falcons assistant head coach currently. I would assume that you can, you know, get a guy like that um, because I don't think Bill Belichick is going to end up keeping those guys in Atlanta. Gray seemed to have some sort of... um, uh, I don't think he trusted Barry's scheme is what it boils down to, right? So if Barry stays in the room, what does that mean for him? Who knows? Um, Chris Kiffin, the Texans linebacker coach, if you're wondering, hey, Kiffin, yes, this is Monty Kiffin's son. This is Lane Kiffin's brother. Um, So so maybe that's another guy who gets another opportunity yeah, to interview. A little and pizzazz, then, maybe. Uh, a little yeah. nepotunity. Yep. And then Bob Sutton, who's currently unemployed. He's like 70 years old. I think he's more along the lines of no old DC than uh, Wink Martindale is. Wink Martindale, by the way, we're at, Tyler and I out at the, out at the Combine. Um, 
Weak Martindale can still put him back. He's got youthful <laughs> energy. He also does literally walk around in like the cutoff hoodie thing all the time. Um, I'm more the more and more we talk about him and then we learn about him, the more I'm more I'm into this idea. Well, actually, also I didn't drink say with Wink. Let's do it. Yeah. Drink yeah. with Wink is good. <laughs> I didn't say it earlier, but there's not a more old guy move than to resign from your post in New York and move to Florida. <laughs> just, uh, yeah. Just, Gears. I hope he was driving. I hope he didn't tell the boss that he quit. It just started driving to Florida. <laughs> From the sounds of it, he didn't tell Dayball that he quit. Right? Like Dayball was still doing pressers, like end of the year pressers. And he was like, Yeah, no, Wink hasn't resigned. It's like, dude, there's Wink told us he resigned. What do you mean? <laughs> Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So there, there was a uh, an old pipe dream of mine back in the uh, right around probably 2010, 2011. You know when um, the Packers were winning the Super Bowl, and uh, I don't know how else to put this other than like the Ravens uh, have always been kind of like a pet second team of mine, and I always loved Rex Ryan, and I always just like dreamed of Rex Ryan or someone from that tree. So maybe that's why I'm so attracted to Wink Martindale. But you mentioned like the Rex tree. Has there been any indication? Because his name is always thrown around. I think I saw Matt Steinman in the Athletic even throw Rex Ryan on an actual list, the same list that had Al Harris, Wink Martindale and things. Has there been any indication that he actually wants to coach again? And like, would there be a market for that? Like, so or is this I, one I think... of that like 10 year old scheme thing? Like, not really, though, right? Like, I don't think so, because now everyone's running his stuff. Yeah, right. like he was kind of ahead of it. Before, in vogue. Yeah. yeah, I think those choppers um, might shine too bright for Green Bay. <laughs> it was like, I, are you going to be the defensive coordinator in Green Bay, or you get paid a gajillion dollars from ESPN and sit in a studio in Lower Manhattan? Like, it, it has to be really attractive to leave the the desk at this point, right? I don't know, man. You know, I think it was attractive enough that he turned down a lot of opportunities to be a you know assistant coach DC in the past. Um, he was a guy who, from what I understand, would get his agent to leak his name around head coaching opportunities, and he really thought he was going to get another head coaching opportunity. Um, but if you've read about kind of how it ended up in Buffalo, it was just kind of party time for that entire coaching staff there, <laughs> um, and that's that turned a lot of people off. I think he was hoping that you know ESPN would rehab his image a little bit. Um, I don't know if he wants to get back in, though. I mean, it's something that I think is up to him for sure. Like, I think NFL teams would definitely have Rex Ryan back, at least as a defensive coordinator. But he had enough of an ego that he thought, you know, head coach or nothing. This was something that we learned with the XFL. Um, We were able to get a lot better coaches than we thought that we would because there's so many guys who are just like, I'm a head coach or nothing. And, you know, you you can steal a couple guys like that. Yeah. Does Did Rex we... want to get his feet back in the water? Hey, foot yeah, jump. all right. I was waiting for something. <laughs> Nicely done. Um, right. we, you know, we did uh, preemptively throw a, uh, I guess, going away party for Joe Barry. A retirement few party, back. yeah. Retire. Uh, yeah, thank God we didn't spend party. all that time and effort. Joe Barry, this is your life. It will be a little awkward if he is somehow still in the room. But in the spirit of that, I know we've all shared many uh, along the way. Justice, I wonder, what is your favorite Joe Barry memory? And I mean that in a way that's like, what's the most egregious thing he's ever done that you will remember? (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I think that three-game stretch, right? Tommy DeVito, Baker Mayfield, Bryce Young, all having career days. I think that's up there. the Tampa game specifically, I mean, the least painful of all those quarterback names, I think, at least right now, yeah, um, is Baker. But, you know, they were able to eat him in the slot. 
that entire game and just spread them out. And Canales, you know, Canales is really good. He's going to end up maybe getting a head coaching opportunity in this cycle. Um, I think that really kind of showed how to beat them, right? Spread them out. You're going to be able to take advantage of these guys sometimes, especially if you're in heavy formations. Just didn't have a way to adjust for that, right? Like, that's why we've seen Preston Smith in the slot on Devontae Adams and all that stuff. That's why we see DJ Moore take a drag for, you know, 40 yards and things. So I think that's probably what I'll think about the most, but I'm sure there's something else you guys can unearth that we'll get a reaction out of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, I mean, we had a long list, um, which started with his very first game with the, uh, um, the Packers, which was a 38 to three loss with Jameis Winston throwing five touchdowns. <laughs> to yeah, Saints. that was bad. Uh, that was pretty bad. But the one that sticks out to me, kind of like what you mentioned was the run this year was I think my darkest period as a fan last year when I was most pessimistic, which was another terrible run, a near loss slash overtime eke it out against Bailey Zappi, and then back-to-back losses to the Jets and Giants, or Giants and Jets, including the London game, which was a major letdown that I almost went to, and I'm very glad I didn't. Um, it's weird that they, like, I, I, I mean, multiple seasons in a row could just have, like, a few-week stretch where it's, like, they literally couldn't beat, like, a backup, you know, barely serviceable NFL quarterback. Um, that's really scary. And it's scary that that's true. It's been true for years. And Matt LaFleur days ago still said that the defense was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the issues is they they play to their competition, right? Yeah. Like It almost seemed like when these guys are locked in, they can compete with the Mahomes and stuff like that. But if they have an easy quarterback on the schedule, that's almost when you're the most frightened because you're like, oh my God, they're yeah. just not going to be focused this yeah. week. I mean, Alex, to your point, saying uh, this has been going on for years, uh, we got a a tweet question in from Devlin saying, are we to defensive coordinators what the Bears are to quarterbacks? (laughs) When's the last time the Packers actually had a DC where you're like, yes, this is the guy. And like, he's like a top 10 guy. I mean, I remember a time where, uh, you know, people were really happy with Dom Capers for a little bit and talking about this perfect recipe of a uh, play calling head coach who's offensive minded and a defensive coordinator with head coaching experience. Yep. So if, if that was a formula that worked for a little bit that people would always point to. So, Hey, Rex Ryan, come on over. <laughs> Stick to that formula. Um, he's got to be the only one, right? Like no one ever really bought into Patton. Uh, no, there was like a two game stretch where Rogers was like pointing at him on the sideline and stuff. And people were like, yeah, secret head coach, Mike Pettin. Yeah, true. But outside of that, yeah, I, I think it was the early capers. And then that was kind of it. I mean, no one was. I dare you to find me articles where people were super excited about Joe Barry, you know, when he was hired. There's a whole lot know. of like, no, they don't exist. All right. Yeah. So They're like, that was interesting. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. I still think it's worse. I th- I think I get the point, but Bears to quarterbacks, it, we're not quite there. If this next hire sucks and we're sitting here having the same conversation, maybe because it does kind of feel like as long as Twitter has existed, there's always been a fire name of Packers defensive coordinator hashtag that's yeah. like becomes like a bit that's almost a, Kay, Kay Adam tweeted that out. She was like, Packers fans have been firing defensive coordinators since the start of Twitter. Yeah. I'm like, we were yeah. right oh, the whole yeah, time. Funny. We were yeah, we were definitely yeah, right the whole time. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. How far do we got Fritz Schirmer? It's also like, really the ninety six Super Bowls. Yeah, like how far Sh- we gotta go I, back? I almost brought up Shermer. I was like, Shermer's the the only guy before Penton that I can think about. So or before Capers, sorry. It's particularly easy when all of them are three syllable first and last names. So it's like it's just it just flows off the tongue. Fire Dom Capers, fire Mike Penton, fire Joe Barry. Like it just it's it's easy. Um, Nick, for the youngsters a- out there, Fritz Shermer was the defensive coordinator in 1996. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Martindale, long enough name to maybe not have. Maybe you'll stick around. Yeah. <laughs> if it's three syllables or more. Drink for Wink is the best hashtag that you, you could do with his name, or no one's doing any better. You got to stick with that one. <laughs> or with Wink, I think. Or for him. I don't know. Um, Justice, give me a name of somebody like 
out of left field that you think no one's really talking about that could emerge. And maybe it's not a sure thing for the Packers, but just in general, that could be a DC hire this cycle where you know, people maybe haven't heard of him or just not that he's not on their radar. Um, if we pay a lot of money, like maybe a guy like um, Glenn Schumann that I talked about earlier, right, from from Georgia. He's a guy who's interesting. Jesse Minter, I think everyone assumes that he's going to be the DC for either Harbaugh or um, McDonald if McDonald ends up getting a head coaching job. Um, he's the DC for Michigan. Um, people think a whole lot uh, of him. I'm trying to think of who else. Those are really like the, both of those college guys. Like as far as NFL guys, I think people kind of know the names already yeah. in terms of, um, you know, who's getting interviews right now, right? Who are the hot names who haven't gotten interviews yet because you know those jobs haven't come open yet? Like when Baltimore opens up at DC, right? Like that's going to be the hottest gig for a defensive coordinator because they're absolutely loaded on that side of the ball. And, you know, they've proven that they can get those guys in the head coaching jobs, you know, year over year. Yeah. Um, we know who they interviewed last cycle around. So like the big names, I think are the big names. Like if it's someone out of left field, it'll be some assistant coach that frankly, I haven't probably heard about. I mean, Anthony Weaver might be that guy, right? Um, the guy that I brought up, um, he's the assistant head coach of uh, the Baltimore Ravens. I don't know if he would leave for a defensive coordinator job. He's taking head coaching interviews right now, which is probably, again, why he's not taking uh, defensive coordinator interviews. So maybe once like the Falcons fill in their gigs, right, um, their head gig, um, he'll start opening his eyes a little bit more to D.C. interviews and maybe we can evolve there. Yeah. Here's a question um, kind of about the the kind of – team that a new dc would be inheriting mason tweets in let's say they cancel the draft and hold their free agents hostage so that they all resign regardless of the new hire do the packers currently have enough talent to have a top 10 defense next year with the right coordinator no 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 because safety and they're missing like one more guy in that front seven i don't know what they need if it's like another stud defensive lineman or just replace Quay at inside linebacker. Like they need one more body in that front seven, and then they need a. They certainly need to fix the safety position. Yeah, like that's going to be a problem. I think the guys under contract right now. I know you were talking about you know holding these guys hostage and all that stuff, but the guys that they have at safety right now under contract are Anthony Johnson Jr., who allowed the the you know what could have been a one play touchdown that George Kittle touchdown that that. Uh, was had against the Niners. Benny Sapp, who is a midseason uh, call up from the practice squad, and Zane Anderson, who is a waiver pickup to play special teams. Who may or may so, not exist. The Zane yeah. train. <laughs> yeah. Zane train. And Darnell um, Savage is a free agent. Is it? Uh, Savage is a free agent. Ford's a free agent. Owens is a free agent. I don't think Owens is any good, but. No. I'm on that train. Yeah. Um, is, it, is it uh, safe to assume? Uh, like many uh, Packers drafts in the past, and given what Jordan Love has shown, that early draft capital will likely be invested on the defensive side of the ball. Because I always thought that that was, and maybe I, you know, they probably don't think like this. But like if I were interviewing multiple places and I would just see the Packers take first round draft picks in the uh, on de- defense every year, I'd be like, well, at least I know I'm gonna like have a chance at getting some guys in here because they are never going to draft anyone offense because they just rely on Aaron Rodgers for so long. Ding took that long. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't know, given like what love has shown and the fact that we're, we got guys like Bo Melton and Dontavian Wicks being players, like probably going to be some heavy investment on D again. Right. I mean, it seems like that's going to be a, uh, the boats. So if you get the right guy, like that and a lot of young talent, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being way too optimistic right now, but I, no, I th- I think it's going to be defense. I mean, they could take tackle. Um, this is a tackle heavy draft, right? I guess guys, you just offensive line in general because mo- some of these tackles are going to end up moving to the. Did interior. you see enough from our tackles? I mean, even in that Niners game. Like- yeah, I I think they're I think they're fine. I think I'm a little bit more worried about the depth um, on the offensive line than anything. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, there's no tight ends and there's no need to take tight ends. I don't think they're going to go wide receiver early in the first round at running back or quarterback. We could rule that one out, right, guys? <laughs> uh, running back, the top guy in the class is the kid from Texas, Brooks, and he mm-hmm. has a torn ACL. Like, there really might not be a running back taken in the first two rounds of this draft, especially with Travion Henderson returning to Ohio State. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I could see for sure a scenario where they're going defense early in the draft. I mean, tackle or offensive line in general, it's kind of really the only position where they need a body outside of probably running back. And I think running back, they're going to wait a little bit. So, yeah. yeah. Second round is where we're looking for safeties, by the way. If anyone, if anyone wants to know, there's like no first round off ball linebackers or safeties, but the second round is where they start coming off in flurries. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the big thing that needs to get corrected in my opinion. That's like number one. Yeah, I agree. And I'm, I'm glad that, you know, I teed up that, that question about holding our free agents hostage because, you know, you rattled off the safety position and uh, a pass rusher and, you know, like, so those are needs. Those are needs preventing us from being a top 10 defense uh, with the right coordinator. But also, that's not that many positions. Feels like you can, you know, oh, in, yeah. in the real world, a coordinator is going to come in and they're going to get some young talent at those positions for sure. Yeah. And the Packers, I mean, at pass rusher, you already have three guys, right? Like Rashawn, Preston, Van Ness. I think they're all coming back. Kingsley and Nagbari, I would be surprised if he's full force before December, just looking at the timeline of ACL injuries and stuff. But the Packers signed a whole ton of guys to um, futures contracts. There's 10 offensive or outside linebackers on this 59 man roster right now going into 2024. So they're basically like, uh, you know, in the dark night where like the Joker breaks the pool stick and he's like, Hey, <laughs> yeah. go to, go to town. Right. That's basically <laughs> the outside linebacker room going into, uh, training camp i think so even if they don't spend you know uh, a whole lot of draft capital there there's going to be a lot of bodies at the very least yeah well we talked defensive coordinator candidates we've talked a bit about the draft but it's still uh, as you pointed out earlier in the show up in the air in terms of the staff we got a tweet in from love this name fuck craig council (laughs) (laughs) tweets in regardless of who the next coordinator is are there any defensive staffers that you would actively want back next year? Um, I've mentioned, I think Olivia Dottie is doing a solid job. Yeah. Even He's though our linebackers, linebackers aren't very good. Yeah. Um, outside of that, like I could kind of take it or leave it. Montgomery's um, a guy who catches some strays every now and then in the chat. Yeah. Montgomery is a guy who I don't necessarily know what he does here, I guess is the best <laughs> what would you way say to you put it. Like he, he's a run game coordinator. They've been terrible at, at stopping the run. Um, he's a defensive line coach. Like the only guy that they've really developed on the defensive line under his watch is like Carl Brooks, right? And Carl Brooks might have just been a guy who was that good coming out of school. Like I don't know. Who is like actually getting better like year by year? Wow, that's him. a good point. What does a run game, a defensive run game coordinator do on a staff that actively does not prioritize stopping the run? <laughs> I think it's just a title. But yeah, I mean, he he was here since Mike uh, McCarthy's been here, right? Yeah, like he he was under Petten. Um, he's like the only guy who can hang on to his job that long. So. Yeah, he's he's the most tenured coach on the Packers staff in terms of <laughs> of all the know, position groups that I would think would get cut most quickly. It would be the kryptonite of the Packers, which is the run defense. Yeah, and that. Role. So I I I wouldn't mind if we change that defensive line coach. Like he's the only guy I think new staff comes in like let's wash our hands of this. But at the same time. If you want to hire a, you know, Rex Ryan or a Wink and they're like, I'm bringing my guys in. Like, I'm not, I'm not shedding tears. So, yeah. Is there still, is there still a lot of that going on in terms of like, these are my guys that I want to bring in? Because, you know, you talked about sort of the, the trees that I mean, are left quit over it. in the, in the NFL. So it's like, there's not that many of them and eventually you exhaust your guys. Right. And they move on to other stuff. You always have your guys. Are there guys? I mean, wink, wink, just quit the giants over it. 
right? Yeah. So like, there's a couple of Wink guys that are ready to be hired and stuff like that. Um, I don't know how it works in the NFL as much, but I know at the college level, like agencies are starting to kind of like package together these things. So like, oh, interesting. When you hire, when you hire a head coach, it's not I'm hiring a head coach. It's, this is the staff you can buy. Right. And they're like kind of packaging it all together, which is kind of an interesting thing. So I don't know if that's as much of a part of it at the NFL level, but it is at the college level. Wow. To be in those sales meetings, <laughs> <laughs> you could have this whole staff. You could have this whole thing. I mean, yeah, I think that was part of the pitch with like Alabama and stuff where they can get a guy like DeBoer from Washington and they're like, hey, you're a defensive coordinator. I, I know I'm a dumb. Uh, you know, Yankee to you guys, right? But I'll be able to gra- grab someone who can recruit the South. Yeah. Because my defensive coordinator is the head coach at South Alabama, right? Like stuff like that. So we'll see what happens. Interesting. Interesting. You can fit so many defensive accolades <laughs> in this baby. <laughs> so, Justice, who do you who do you think like I guess who do you think is most realistic and like who would be the pipe dream? Like you would be so elated if it turned out this way for defensive coordinator. I think Leonard is realistic. Cause I mean, he's just an analyst right now for Illinois. Right. Um, I know he's a name. A lot of people get excited about, um, but I, I do think he's realistic. I think the reason he turned down the Packers job the first time is cause he was looking at it and did the math and was like, I have a chance to be, the head coach at Wisconsin for 30 years. Yeah, yeah. Right. And now that that door is shut, like, I don't know, like unless fickle takes the Michigan job or something like that. Like when is he going to get this opportunity again? Yeah. Right. So I, I, I think he's realistic. Um, and do you think taking like, like he's working an analyst role right now? Do you think that was intentional? Like that's just, the, I can just do this for a little while and then, be back in the Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's still getting money from Wisconsin and stuff like that, too. A, l- a lot of times when you see, like, uh, I don't even know. Uh, was Kiffin one of those guys? Sarkeesian was one, right? So, like, Sark left USC and then became, like, an analyst at uh, Alabama, right? And a lot of the reason why those guys take those jobs is because of health insurance. Um you get, you certainly get paid out like all of, you know, your contract when you quit one of these gigs, right? But you, you want to work as an analyst, you're working low hours and stuff like that, but then you can have your family on health insurance. Um, so I'm sure it's something like that where he's just basically passing on the coaching market so his name doesn't kind of get cold or something like that, yeah. right? In terms of like how agents brand it, but, you know, his family is still kind of taken care of beyond just the money that Wisconsin paid him. Yeah. I too would like the job that I had before my current job to continue to pay me. (laughs) That would be nice. He's also there with Brett Bielema. And I don't think they, I don't think they overlapped at Wisconsin maybe for a year. Um, but I can't remember how that works out, but it feels like every Wisconsin guy, like they all just know each other. Yeah. And my, my buddy, Nate Tice, uh, was the backup QB for, Russell Wilson, he's still super well connected with like every Wisconsin dude who's ever walked through that building. And we're just like, you guys are all, you know, like born in the wool type of thing. <laughs> Y'all know each other. Yep. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a pretty small state when it comes down to it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Brett Bailey, I think that would be I it's who I would be the most excited about. Or uh, I mean Jim Letter. It's like, Bielema. wait a don't, second. Yeah. Don't bring Brett Bielema in. Brett would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> Just to see how Badgers fans react. Yeah, yeah. I think Jim Leonard would be the the, the most exciting choice because then you go I mean, in with I mean, even more optimism. In terms of the unrealistic names, like it's just like it's like Evero, right? Just because like I don't think they're going to let him out of the contract. Jesse Minter is a guy who a lot of people are asking about. I think he's going to someone in, in that Harbaugh tree. Right, whether it's Harbaugh or it's McDonald or what, whatever, um, those are the only ones I think are kind of unrealistic who don't already have like DC jobs in the league. Like, if you have a DC job, you're not leaving for a lateral position because a team can block it at everybody. Yeah. So. 
Yep. All right. Well, I got I got nothing else. I don't know. We did it. We did it, everyone. We got Joe Barry fired. We didn't even go to break. We just went straight through and just chatted the whole time. Oh man, you know, desperate times, desperate measures. We, you know, it's important that we just plow through the commercial break to continue to shit on Joe Barry. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'll, I'll probably just throw a commercial midway through. <laughs> I'm sure you will. Um, Got to pay yeah. those bills. Yeah. Um, any any closing remarks on? Jordan Love and just ah, <laughs> how sweet he Thumbs is. Thumbs up, pay him. Yep. Yeah, pay the gonna, man. He's gonna get some he's gonna get some cash. Back up the truck. Um, all right. Well, I think that'll do it. We'll um, you know, continue to monitor the situation. Last time the Packers were in between defensive coordinators, I believe uh they were without a DC for all of nine days, I think is what it took to hire somebody else. So um, if we continue with that pattern, expect a quick turnaround and, um, you know, keep it locked into acmepackingcompany.com where justice techs and everybody else will, uh, be pumping you full of the, <laughs> the latest news ad nauseum. Um, and yeah, we didn't really talk about the, uh, the, the playoff loss here, but you know, water under the bridge, water under you the bridge, right. justice, you and tech talked about it earlier in the week. And uh, if if you guys out there are like me, you kind of take a few days off from some of that content when you when you have a heartbreaking loss. Mm-hmm. So, but um, our plan here on the show is is to be back for at least the next couple of weeks. We got some content ideas and to kind of give us a little soft landing into the off season. And and what better way to kick off that transition than um, hopefully you know ushering in a new DC um, here in the next in the next couple of days. So with that, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to hit the polka and uh, that's it. We're just going to vamp for a while, bob around. This is officially the Joe Barry is fired polka. He got fired. All right. Um, that's all. Uh, <laughs> keep, keep it locked into the blog. Keep it locked into the podcast feed. For them, I am me and um, no more Joe Barry. 15 more years of Jordan Love. Things are looking up for your Green Bay Packers. See you later, guys. Not my most graceful ending, but it's like anything. (laughs) It's like anything. (laughs) 